Success, is it really a secret? I don't think so. Join me as I interview guests from different cultures and backgrounds who have overcome incredible challenges to create the life they live today. Thousand likes, celebrity status, lots of money or big cars, these are things that come and go and do not define true success. So what is it? And most importantly, how do we create it? If you are a child, teen, or adult trying to understand how to achieve this word, then you are not alone and you won't want to miss a single episode of The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret. This is Christy Maggio, and the key is right here. It's not a great secret, so don't just listen. Learn and take action. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret podcast. And today, our topic is the choices we make because they are so important. The choices that we make in our life all have different outcomes. Choice plus action on that choice equals some result. Sometimes it's good, other times not so good. However, everything is about perspective. So I am going to take you back to the late 80s, early 90s, to my middle school and high school dates. These years were times when I was lost and I truly, truly disliked so many things about life. I also loved a lot of things about life, but it was a struggle being a teen. And perhaps you can relate. After second grade, I was an overweight child. And however, I can still remember how great it was prior to that time to be liked by everyone, not be made fun of because of my weight. Those little boy crushes, you know, when you're in, uh, when you're young and you're in kindergarten or first grade and um, the person next to you says that they liked you and that was the highlight. And you may ask how I can remember it so clearly. And I still remember like it was yesterday. I could put myself into kinder college, which was my preschool, as well as my elementary school classes each year of my childhood. These memories, I would have to imagine, are associated with the incredible feelings that they left inside of me. And we tend to remember moments that are attached with heightened emotions. Whether they're, be, whether they're good or bad. However, after second grade, I gained a lot of weight. And now I was teased and made fun of um, all the way through high school. Um, or at least until my senior year. Thankfully, when I was in school, the internet and social media did not exist. We did things the old-fashioned way. When the cordless house phone came out, it was a dream to not have to stand or sit right next to the phone. Could you imagine life without immediate access to information at your fingertips or not having your cell phone or social media to access anywhere at any time? Try to imagine what you do today in a day and think of how much of it has to do with social media and technology. I'm quite grateful that technology and social media didn't exist then. I am almost 100% positive that I would have gotten myself into way more trouble than I already did. The thing is that when I was in school, if you wanted to say something to someone 
be mean to someone, start a fight with someone, you literally had to walk up to them and tell them to their face or have someone else hand them a written note. The same as if you if you liked a boy or or a boy liked a girl, you would have to do the same thing. And today, you can say just about anything. Be mean to anyone and not have to look them in the eyes when doing it. If you have ever written a nasty message or a mean text on social media, imagine having to do it to their face. You might not be so quick to say things if it wasn't quite so easy. I was always trying to prove myself to others, and I looked for new friends to feel like I was a part of something to get people to like me or at least feel sorry for me, which in and of itself goes to show for my lack of self-esteem and and self-confidence. So I can just imagine what I would have posted on my page or what things I would have said because I didn't have to face anybody or go up to someone um, to talk to them. I spent most of my time throughout my teenage years at home, in my room, creating mixtapes from songs on the radio. And I'm sure uh, adults out there can can remember doing that themselves, dreaming about being friends with with celebrities and movie stars. Um, Two of my favorites were Christian Slater and Tevin Campbell. And of course, I always did my homework. My school crushes were never reciprocated. Um, And it was one of those things that I would be the person at the school dance that never got asked to dance by anybody. I was, you know, I was a sad, hurting child on the inside for many, many reasons, even though I had a very loving and caring family. So many children don't have loving families or good home lives, but I am sure everyone can relate to my feelings, the feelings I experienced at one time or another. So how did I survive this inner turmoil? My imagination was my savior. It is what helped me survive this point in my life, as well as the values that I grew up with. Although my parents were divorced when I was young, there was always the constant of doing well. As part of a family whose descendants were immigrants, my father was born in Italy and instilled the fear in me and my sister that we better get good grades or else. Growing up, he came around when it was report card time or when I needed to be disciplined. However, even though I was raised in a home with parents that loved me and wanted the best for me, I still managed to get myself into situations that would make anyone ask, what on earth were you thinking? So without going into details on that, you can imagine what I would have been like if you added social media into the mix. My group of friends in high school and middle school were very multicultural. I always loved the diversity, but I also think that I felt like an outsider in life. So I migrated towards friends that would reaffirm 
that I was an outsider. And at this time of my life, I feel like there was a void in everything that I had inside of me. I was looking for something to fill that void. I lied a lot. I ate my feelings, hence my being overweight. I really could have gone either way in life. I was walking on the edge of the fence, and luckily I fell off on the right side. But it was very close to being the wrong side. It wasn't until a really bad situation in my sophomore year of high school that I had an extreme wake-up call one night, and this is why the choices we make and the people with whom we surround ourselves are so important. Because that one moment, that one bad choice could ultimately change your life forever. And so in those moments, it's really important that whatever your gut is telling you, don't allow your brain to tell you something different. After this incident, I chose to be more of a loner. Um, The youth group at church is what really saved me and made me feel like a part of something healthier rather than getting into trouble. I was always looking on the outside for self-gratification and self-confidence. However, it wasn't until my senior year in high school and the support of my aunt, um, with whom I spent most summers with in Toronto, that I found the confidence from within myself. And that is when my self-talk and self-esteem changed. And I felt like I could do more than I was allowing myself to think. The important thing to take away at this moment is that at any moment, your mindset can change in any direction depending on how motivated you are in making it happen. But sometimes it's strategic to have that one person in your life or listen to something each day that moves you to thinking in that way. And this is what happened to me. And if it didn't, I don't know what would have happened. So what was the catalyst that invoked such a turnaround? Well, in high school, If I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do, I needed a job. So I worked at a coffee shop for most of my high school career, and I loved it. It allowed me to save money and be able to go uh, and spend a summer in Italy. And on the other side of that, my aunt always pushed me to be better and do better and believe in myself and not feel bad about my weight, just to have that self-esteem and self-confidence. And what she did was she always told me that being a lifeguard would be a great job for me. So you get to work outside in the nice weather during the summer. I'm from upstate New York, so that's always a plus. And it paid well. And so my senior year of high school, I decided to take lifeguarding for my PE class. Now, 
imagine. I, I literally was terrified. I was 16 and about to display my overly large body in front of other teens in the class, as well as anyone walking by the large open glass windows, right? I can't pinpoint at this moment what was going on inside of me that made me have the confidence and motivation to do this, but I did it. On the first day, I remember jumping in the water and the instructor telling me we had to swim 10 laps to qualify for the course. Imagine my eyes popping open like huge while snickering and from other students were going around me. Um, And let me also add that not only did I have to swim these 10 laps, the majority of the other students in the class were on the swim team. So like here I am, a young girl and overweight and I don't recall if I was the only overweight girl in the class. I'm pretty sure I was. But by the time I got down and back once, they were down and back with the 10 laps. They had finished. So the instructor said to me that I would need to be able to do this. And I would need to practice or quit. And she would give me a couple of weeks to see if I would progress. And I agreed. So... Since at this time I had alienated myself from my former friends um, after the med choice that I had made my sophomore year, I decided that I would go in and practice swimming laps at lunch and after school. It was definitely not easy. Remember, I'm a girl who is changing and showering and changing and showering multiple times in a day, but I really found something that I loved doing. For the first time, I actually believed that I could do something, and I felt good about it. My instructor saw that I was really putting in the work, and the other students were showing me high energy and feedback, and I started losing weight and feeling good, and the kids in the class started being a support system. And they saw that I wasn't giving up, I was persevering, and I was really trying. And so they also became my cheerleaders. That one choice changed my whole mindset. My identity prior to my senior year in high school was as follows. I am fat. I am ugly. I am embarrassing. I am a bother. I literally wanted to disappear. My identity after my senior year, I am worthy. I am good. I can do whatever I set my mind to. I am beautiful. I still wasn't perfect, but I chose to be motivated and believe in myself for the first time in a really long time. And that's what I want to leave with you today, that no matter where you might be in your life right now, what you are telling yourself inside of you, 
that inner voice. One choice, one moment, one decision, one good thought, one good routine every day can make a huge difference. It doesn't have to be on a grand scale. For me, it was just saying, I'm going to take this lifeguarding course. And then the next step was, I'm going to try and do better at it. And then things were getting better. And so I said, well, maybe I can do this. And then the next step was, I can do this. And finally, I did it. So whatever's holding you back today, whatever you believe about yourself that you is limiting you from, from moving forward, from doing something that you really want to do, take that one step towards doing it today. And that's a huge success. And then take that next step. And the following step, in order to accomplish what you want, remember, choices can go either way. Sometimes you could be like me in that moment that I was walking literally on the fence. I could have fallen off on the side of good or on the side of bad whatever you want to call it, on the side of positive, negative. And thankfully, I fell off on the positive side because I knew within myself I did not want to be on the negative side. So I want you to reflect today. I want you to ask yourself, what are your I am statements? For example, like I said, A little while ago, before my senior year, my I am statements, I am fat, I am am embarrassing, I am above, those were not good I am statements. So let's change today your I am statements, whether you believe them or not. I am great. I am worthy. I can do anything. I don't care if you believe them today, but the more you tell yourself these things, the more you will believe them and the more you'll see a shift into a positive way and a positive energy in your life. And you'll be more motivated to want to actually not just make them statements, but realities about who you are. How do you identify yourself? Are are your statements about yourself stopping you? from future progression or are they opening the doors to create opportunities for you? What is something that you can start doing or do more of to find that love that pushes and motivates you further? And I want to leave you with those questions today. And I want you to know that it's just about whatever choice you want to make right now in this moment, you can choose to just start with more positive statements about yourself 
you can start by choosing to believe that you can really and honestly, and it's not just some cliche statement, you can believe you can achieve anything in this life. But like I did, it took work. It took a whole school year of me swimming lap after lap to get stronger, to build that endurance, to face my fears and my body and be in a swimsuit in front of teenage, other teenagers who usually ridiculed me. That took a lot. So it's not without hard work and determination, but you can do it as well, no matter what it is that you're trying to do. This is the Secret to Success Isn't So Secret podcast. Thank you for tuning in and I will speak to you next time. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you.